It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate around the UAE and available of course on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. And a Saturday morning has turned up the weekend. It is November the 25th, not much left in November. And I hope you've got a great weekend planned. I'm, in fact, looking forward to seeing later today the new movie called May December, starring Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Looks like a psychological mystery mind bender, which is right up my alley. And if you're in Dubai, you can see that at Vox Cinemas. And coming up in just a moment, we have the Saturday morning property market update. We find out what is been happening over the last uh, seven days and good morning to you Sandra in Galway in Ireland we got your email today and you said that you listen with interest every week and often hear the term being used that the Dubai secondary market is a maturing market and you wanted to know what that means and you also mentioned that you've heard that expression used for the off-plan market. So we will be able to answer that question with a bit of luck. It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. Yes, on our Saturday morning, it is time to dive into it with Michael Doyle, Raunak Thacker and Mario Volpe is back. And first off, that question, maturing market. Yes, Craig, that's uh, that's a bit of a loaded question, because I think if you ask that to 10 different people, you will get 10 different answers. But we'll, we'll dive deeper into that uh, on Tuesday and hopefully come up with uh, a good definition for, for Sandra. And on Tuesday also, I'll be delving deeper into Lucia's question, which was the lady from Denmark, as to areas of um, Dubai that she can get very good ROI uh, with a price of two point. Five million. Oh yeah, and uh, Sandra there in Galway. Uh, you been to Galway? I, I have to say, I, I remember driving through Galway on my way back from Cork as I was headed uh, back to to Dublin many many years ago. No, I've only been to Dublin, but uh, I know I'm sh- well. I'm sure that Michael has been to Galway. He's probably got some uh, some stories to tell there. Absolutely, yeah. I- I've been to Cork a few times as well. Actually, my mother's from Cork, but yeah, I had the pleasure of going to the the Galway International Arts Festival one year. So they have films on and stuff like that. It's absolutely beautiful out there. Arguably one of the most beautiful parts of the world, I would say. Galway, spectacular air square. There's just there's there's something special about the place. So big hello to uh, to Sandra. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and Cork. You mentioned Cork is an absolute one off. There's there's no other city like Cork that I have seen. Again, like half my family are from there. My mom's from there. So uh, yeah, if you can understand the accent, it's a very it's a very fun place to be. But um, yeah, another beautiful part of Ireland and a beautiful part of the world, actually. Now, Raunak, I, I bet you anything you haven't been to, to Galway. <laughs> yeah, Craig, I have not been to this thing, uh, to Europe side at all. You got to go into to Ireland because the, the hospitality there is absolutely amazing. 
I'm hoping Michael takes me to Ireland. I told him he's going to bring me to India and I'm going to bring him to Ireland. So, yeah, we have it all ahead of us. <laughs> great, great exchange. All right. Yeah. So uh, one piece of news that is making the rounds uh, this week is a substantial transaction worth 300 million dirhams for a large plot of Jumeirah Golf Estate. Now, it is a, a nice estate and the buyers certainly thought so and is serious serious piece of coin being paid here, Michael. Absolutely, Craig. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail on the transaction itself, as that is effectively all it is at the moment, a transaction, meaning we have nothing solid in terms of the plans for the land, whether it be development or simply to resell the land at a later stage. However, what I will say is it highlights the fact that even with talk of a price reduction or correction coming in the next 12 to 18 months, particularly on villas for that matter, there's still a major appetite for villa land and in particular villa land in close proximity to a golf course. I think it's a bold move to buy this land during a historic peak, uh, but perhaps another indicator that Dubai's luxury sector is in fact poised for, dare I say, more sustained growth. Yeah, Mario, this is something we've talked about quite a a lot when it comes to the luxury market. But, you know, you kind of look at these sums, you're never surprised, are you? Because it is Dubai after all said and done. Yeah, absolutely. The the only thing I would say is that this particular land uh, forms part of uh, a very famous a series of golf courses in Jumeirah Golf Estates. There is great demand for these type of, of villas. Unlike you know Spain, where there are hundreds of golf courses, Dubai has its fair share, but it's there aren't that many, and so therefore opportunities to have or build houses that either back onto golf courses or are close to golf courses is small, basically. So. To actually have a developer who's gone in, bought this land, clearly with a vision to build luxury properties there, because JGE, as is known, is, is, uh, is definitely a luxury destination. Yeah, okay. And of course, earlier this week, we were talking about the buying process of property, and part of that was the No Objection Certificate, or known as NOC. And Raunak, you have conducted a couple of these transfers that didn't require an NOC. So for the audience, perhaps you can tell us how you manage that. Absolutely, Craig. So traditionally, uh, for a property transfer in Dubai, you often require a no objection certificate from the developer. It's a proof that seller has no outstanding payments owed to the developer. However, this process could be very time consuming and it takes, uh, I mean, the developers charges you between 500 to 5,000 dirhams. So many buildings now in Dubai have registered with the Molak system. It's a part of the Dubai land department and the Molak system is designed to monitor and uh, the service charges of individual units And under this system, uh, the property seller can actually obtain an electronic NOC. It's called an eNOC. Once you go to the trustee office, they actually tell you that uh, the seller has this much outstanding uh, service charges and it can be paid on the day of the transfer itself. So this actually streamlines the process and saves valuable time for both buyers and sellers. All right, so thanks for explaining that. Now, Michael, your knowledge these days very much focuses on large villas and in particular, Jumeirah Park. Question here for you this morning, are there any other large villa communities that are comparable to Jumeirah Park? 
To be honest, Craig, Jumeirah Park is quite unique in terms of the product and the area, like super large standalone villas with large plots and a truly superb location right in the thick of everything. I mean, they don't really make them exactly like that anymore. The villas on offer in JP, like if airlifted into the Palm or perhaps Dubai Hills would easily be twice or three times the price. That being said, one area where there has been some crossover, especially of late, is Alfurjan. Okay, the plot sizes are not as big and the community is, for the most part, still under development. But for big standalone villas in a non-gated community with easy access to the city, Alfurjan is, is literally the, the only contender right now and will continue to become a major competitor of these long-established villa communities in the coming years. We are seeing some guys thinking of buying in Jumeirah Park. They're strongly considering Alfurjan now at the moment. So that will be the only contender, in my opinion. And Michael, perhaps you would like to tell the listeners from a geographical point of view that you've also got Jamira Islands that could be comparable, albeit they are a bit more expensive. Absolutely. I mean, Jumeirah Islands is kind of the center point. So Jumeirah Islands has 47 clusters with super large villas. Uh, but again, we're, we're getting up the price range there. So you're looking at between 15 to 25 million. So Jumeirah Islands will be more comparable with the Palm and Dubai Hills as it stands. Whereas Jumeirah Park, uh, it's kind of on the borders of Jumeirah Islands. And again, that will be a lot more comparable with Furjan. So it's kind of like bronze level, gold level, if you know what I mean. So yeah, Jumeirah Islands is definitely an excellent option as well. But yeah, you're getting up there in the price point. And also this week, we talked about the buying process for non-resident buyers and the use of a POA. And Raunak, your client had to utilise this service this week. So if you could explain all of that to the listener, what unfolded exactly? The buyer of mine actually was in Saudi Arabia and he couldn't make it to Dubai due to his work for transfer. So on Thursday, we actually got in touch with a few lawyers and uh, issued an online POA. It was one day before the transfer and the process was super simple and fast for my buyer and his wife who was going to be appointed the power of attorney. They first actually paid 1000 drums to draft a power of attorney and then they hopped on a Zoom call with the notary public and then they both presented their passport to obviously confirm their identity and the draft of the power of attorney. And once the buyer gave his consent that his wife can be the power of attorney, he actually paid an amount of 1575 via a payment link. And within a few hours, uh, he actually got his electronic power of attorney via his email and his wife was appointed the power of attorney. And she came uh, for the transfer on his behalf. I mean, uh, this story just shows that the wise property transfer process can actually be super flexible and convenient, especially if you're not in the city. So if you're actually thinking about buying a property in Dubai from afar, I mean, don't worry about it. It's actually kind of very doable. If you're confused about the property market, don't be. Unlock and educate yourself with the latest trending analysis and interviews. We had the announcement of the yet-to-be-named mega project in Dubai Creek Harbour. Now, that was back in August. However, since that time, a very decent price growth of 10% has been recorded in the Creek area. And, Michael, we should not be too surprised, given that this area of town is one of the strongest performers forming suburbs without doubt. 
Correct, Craig. Not surprising at all. Uh, I don't think we needed a crystal ball at the time to forecast a price rise in the creek due to the announcement. However, what's substantial is the figure you mentioned, which is also correct, a 10% gain since August. I will mention, however, this price hike for the most part relates to the units with a direct, clear view of the plot, where, as we now know, the, the world's tallest tower is set to begin construction next year. Creek Palace, Creek Gate, uh, some of these towers, anything on the south to southeast side of the island and consequently facing the plot is set to see the biggest gains from this. The funny thing, Craig, is these units actually suffered on the rental market over the past few years as they were looking at an empty plot of sand. And, you know, there was a bit of uncertainty around when the project was actually kicking off. So I'm sure the owners of these projects are jumping for joy as the previously promised mega project is, is now set to kick off next year without a doubt. So great news for uh, for North Dubai and the Dubai Creek area. I'm also not surprised, Craig, because when you have such a structure that is scheduled to be the tallest building in the world, admittedly, it was spluttering over the last few years and obviously COVID didn't help. But, you know, this is going to be the centerpiece there. There's going to be plazas underneath, shopping centers, walks, um, cycle tracks, you know, all sorts of stuff is going to be going on there. And that's described as like a city within a city. So to have like the Dubai Creek Tower or whatever the and going to end up calling it has to be there because that's the focal point of of that area. Yeah, and talking about centerpieces, we have talked about Vastu. And for all of you Vastu lovers, we've got a little bit more of an update here. What happens when it goes wrong when you're buying a Vastu-compliant apartment? Raunak, you had a client this week trying to purchase an off-plan unit at a new property launch, but it didn't quite go to plan. What happened? Well, what happened was uh, I actually have a buyer who was actually a seller before and he turned a buyer. We were actually waiting for the launch in Imar's Mina Rashid. He really wanted a one bedroom over there and he wanted a Vastu unit. So he actually picked out a few units in his mind. He's like, okay, these are the units I want. And he gave me an EOI check um, for EOI's expression of interest. And we, I went to Imar and submitted it over there and we got the first priority. So in Imar launches, how it works basically is is uh, first priority is always given to people who are buying full floors and then bulk buyers. And after that, it goes to the people who are buying like single units. So by the time we got the availability, most of the one bedrooms are so loud because uh, again, Meena Rashid is such a hot project. There were only a few one bedrooms remaining and he was completely not satisfied with the floor and the vastu. He was like, okay, give me some time and fast forward like one hour, he calls me back and says that, you know, look, I want this unit, which he had picked up from the list. And by the time I told the Imar sales representative, they were like, it's so loud. When I told that to my client, he was actually really shocked to know that, um, you know, Meena Rasha is so hot and everything is selling out within hours. Now that he's telling me that, look, I'm ready to drop the Vastu. I'm ready to drop everything. Please just get me a unit over there. All right. Well, thank you for explaining that because it is an area that you've got to be just so very, very careful in this whole Vastu compliant apartment buying. It is certainly something I have learned. And Raunak and Michael, you've got to be a little bit disappointed you're not heading off to the Formula One with the boss today. Absolutely. Uh, really jealous, to be honest with you. But Judy calls this weekend. So wish Mario a, a very good weekend. He deserves it.
I'm honestly very jealous because I really wanted to go and see Charles Leclerc over there. He's one of my favorite F1 racers and I really wanted to go meet him if that was possible. But again, duty calls and won't be able to make it. Netflix have have really opened it up through the the series where they take you inside. And we've never had this before, where the audience is totally engaged in not only the drivers and also the team principals, Mario. So it really has sort of lifted the whole curiosity aspect to it. For sure. I've been a Formula One fan for many, many, many years. And uh, I'm happy to hear that Roundnack supports uh, Charles Leclerc because I'm a big Ferrari fan. All I would say is after the podcast, I'm going to speed myself from Dubai down to Abu Dhabi. I just hope I don't get any speeding tickets on the way down to Yas Island. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, enjoy that. And uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Roundnack. And thank you, Mario. Enjoy your weekend. And thanks for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast. My pleasure, Craig. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Craig. And speak to you soon. Thank you, Craig. Have an excellent weekend. The skyline is constantly changing, growing, and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.